Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined in the studio by our old mate Chris Tarrant. Brilliant. He's written a, a new book, not really an autobiography, but some great old stories from his life, collection of yarns in the after-dinner uh, envelope, but they were great. He was on really good form, so it was good to see him. Hope you enjoy that. We had a bit of a chat, as We always. did, yes. Talked a lot about Talked a bit of game. football yeah. and more. Uh, and also, we had a birthday spread. Another thriller for you. So, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, yeah, good afternoon, Paul, and what a game it was last night. It was wow. incredible, really, especially took a bit of time to get going. Yeah. But uh, I just thought, you know, one of the things that came out to me, when Madrid were pressing at the start of the second half, they really could have done with a Harry Kane up front. They'll have Haaland next season, but they... You're trying to sell him there, are you? Well, no, they've got <laughs> Haaland, so it mm. looks like they have. So, you know, it's what they needed. They, they did, you know, it was difficult for them. The first half, though, I thought they were, you know, well on top, and they're so close, weren't they? Two up and all that. They should really have gone through, but... It was it It's was a third mad. team Madrid had done that to. They did it, it to was PSG, did mad. it to us. Did it it to was absolutely mad, wasn't it? And I saw Henry Winter saying earlier on, you know, they've talked about, they've got this idea of having this because they did it during lockdown going off for a week and making the one-off games but you'd lose so much think how dramatic the two-legged semi-finals oh, yeah. have been they're not going to do that with the money no, involved there's no way they'll do that well no but they talk about taking well, they, no but they could sponsor they can package that up from mm. a financial point of view or kind of week in Portugal or a week in Spain so. where you play the two semi-finals and the, I agree I don't think it should be a tournament Champions League up. semi-finals are often the best games of the year I know I so know. why so change why, something that's why brilliant? mess with it but you know on that criterion no, why alone. would they mess with anything well that's true talking of messing with stuff I've actually got an idea I might be pitching to Arsene Wenger mm. it's my new system of biased refereeing oh, based yeah. on that bloke last night who oh, really yeah. favoured the home Had team mayor, didn't he? he did really I, I think you should avoid accusations of being at home and just go for it so each half the referee wears the club shirt of the team wouldn't that get uh, confusing though no, you end no. up passing to him <laughs> and, he well, can he wear can the wear, club badge he can wear the club badge with the away kit and he basically he referees it fairly but he gives every 50-50 right. to the team he's wearing the shirt of for one half and then the second half he does that I think I so there work. is a consistency yeah also being, I thought he'd love that one I think I mean I'm all for referees like <laughs> leaving it late to give a yellow card because then you don't get a flurry of them but that was taking it Casemiro. too far Casemiro oh, yeah for goodness I know, sake that was... and then some of the yellows he did later I, I don't know how well, he first could do one, that the first one on De Bruyne could have been a red I've seen yeah. referees in Europe give those as reds it was a terrible tackle it was 
And then, and then to add insult to injury by putting up three minutes when it should have been at least five, yeah. and then not even in playing. playing poor, wasn't it? It's, it was like just, he was deliberately trying oh, to wind he did them feel up. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Steve McManaman He wanted to say that Madrid were running down the clock, but he kept saying things like they're breaking the clock, they're slowing the clock down. You think we can't do that, really? Yeah. It's <laughs> running down the clock. That's yes. what it is. But never That's mind. Right, yeah. yeah. Although, you know, when City were in the box seat, they, there was some top s housery from them. Yeah, of course. There was some they all top tactical it. fouling. It, so it was quite yeah. difficult to have a go at Real Madrid yeah, yeah. when uh, they started it's funny though, later on. You know, I do my notes during the game, and I was just running down, our oh, City have been very poor in transitions, and then they score and go on the break and score. Yeah. Brilliant, well done. And but the, when Murray's got that goal, you thought, oh, they're definitely through now. Yeah, they should have been, really. Madness. Anyway, yeah. uh, we are going to have a chat with Stephen Sylvester, who's worked in football mm. Premier League clubs in the past, and uh, it's a big job for Pep to pick the team up. I mean, mm. he was sort of pretty philosophical at the end when he was chatting to Des Kelly, wasn't he? And sort of quite, you know, we yeah, had it's it not like him. He's it. usually quite churlish. No, he wasn't. He wasn't at all chippy, was he? he was uh, mm. he seemed, I don't know, quite stoic. You really. think it's got to affect them, though? You know, it's it's really. I mean, Liverpool. You know. They, they were in trouble, but the second half they were brilliant on, on Tuesday night. And, you know, the quadruple, unless soon to be extinct FC can stop them in the FA Cup final. <laughs> I think it's looking bad. Soon to be extinct <laughs> FC. A couple of things to get you going yeah. on. Now, Andy obviously used to work in the fashion business, so he'll tell oh, me yes. if this was true or not. Wayne Rooney had a very yeah. nice suit on for a Derby County evening. Mm. Um, but it did look as if his kecks were being uh, held up uh, with a, a bit of string. Have you no, seen No, it? no, they were, it was a drawstring trouser. A, a, you know, see, you can tell he's in fashion because he doesn't, sing their, doesn't <laughs> say they're drawstring trousers. He said they're a drawstring trouser. Oh, they singular. were. Ideal yeah. for the expanding girth. Girth crooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they are. I mean, I, I, mean I, you, I don't want to say anything about people's bodies because I'm in no position to Do you talk. wear a drawstring trouser? I think Wayne could do with a bit of... Uh, he's, I'm well, he's a admitted that. He's admitted that. He said Colin he's, he's, says he likes lettuce. That's his favourite food. Well, it is now, I think. I don't think it's it? always been the case. In a, in a kebab, possibly. <laughs> no, but <laughs> as part of all the salads <laughs> yeah. and the chilli sauce. But no, but he's admitted he's, you yeah, know, his he's weight is fluctuating. A worrying, a bit. really. But uh, I just wondered, uh, sometimes like, you do have to mm. improvise. Um, what I mean, it, this sounds like a Charlie's <laughs> choice. Often on a Thursday, Charlie comes up with a ridiculous call topic. <laughs> so what did you hold your trousers up with? Yeah. Uh, would be this sort of thing. Yeah. But it's not just that. I've mentioned before, I did, my missus had this old Fiat Panda years ago and I went mm. to a friend's house, shut the door and touch shonky they were. They were no disrespect to Fiat, <laughs> but that was quite an old one. Old and days, yeah. we closed the door and the, and the bit that the door closed onto, the kind of metal bar, then broke off, mm. sheared off, um, by the sheer force of closing the door and <laughs> fell inside the door. So basically I couldn't close the door and I thought, am I going to get home? I was about three miles from home and I thought, yeah. it's a bit of a mad thing to phone the RAC for. So I took my belt off oh, that's a good idea. and I put the belt, I put my belt round my leg and put it on the handle of the door. <laughs> like a sort of tight... That's a real improvised situation. But, you know, of course, every time I sort of took a left, I was frightened the old leg was going to swing out. It was a mason. What's he doing that for with a leg? That's not but, good. But uh, anyway, I, I got home. I'm sure well, I, it probably wasn't the know, greatest really. idea, but I thought that was probably the easiest thing <laughs> to get home rather than call mm. a welder. Um, so uh, ways you improvised mm. sartorially. If you'd like to tell us your tales this afternoon, like Wayne did, or maybe you didn't, it's a, it's a drawstring trouser. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet S-H-N-J. Uh, also, uh, today, um, you're probably aware that last week, uh, Brendan Rogers brought his old friend and colleague, uh, Jose Mourinho, a £500 bottle of wine. Lovely. Yeah, it's a bottle of uh, uh, Barca Vea. 
um, 500 quid, vintage, 1964 vintage. And um, Jose said, I'm going to reciprocate. And Brenda said, well, don't, because I much prefer a cup of tea. I'm not a big, really? I'm not a big wine oh, fan. Really? You don't need to buy me anything. So you buy him some like, very nice oolong tea or something, like, yeah. very rare leaves. Oh, OK, that's good. I know you're a bit of a tea specialist. <laughs> not really. But I think he's bought me another bottle of wine. <laughs> And uh, and he said, well, if he doesn't want it, I'll drink it. So I just, well, I, that thing of the unwanted gift, it was always the kind of staple of the small ad. You know, someone would say, you know, sort of oxyacetylene cutting equipment, unwanted gift. Who bought that for you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it always was accompanied by the word hence. Unwanted hence. gift, hence. hence. Quick sale. Yeah, that was the kind of thing. So mm. um, the unwanted gifts in the Brendan Rogers Jose envelope, we'll have a few of those mm. today and what you did with them. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TS18J. John says, I don't quite get your show. Is it a sports show, a comedy show, or a sports comedy show? I don't think it's any of the three, John. I haven't got a clue. Just the 21 years, John. Don't worry about <laughs> it, still, mate. We still haven't worked it out. <laughs> now, throughout the show today, that, you've been... Uh, we've maybe been, why we've never won an award, yeah. you know. <laughs> What it is. Well, they do have a category for sports show slash it. comedy show slash sports comedy we show. Ne- we don't fit in anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And we're not very good. We're but not, apart from we're that. not very good. That yeah. would that would be, be other the other thing. reason. Yeah. So uh, we're going to play you. Mm. Um, Andy took to Spotify, didn't you? Yes. On, and you wanted to see how many different versions there were of Three Lions. Yeah, because in the report this morning, this turned out to be not actually accurate. Mm. Um, it said that Robbie Williams and Russell Brand did a version of Three Lions. I've never seen it, and I couldn't. You find couldn't it. find it. So if anybody knows where it is do let us know yeah. but we did find some other yeah. very obscure and he's been driving us mad for the last hour playing these versions quite <laughs> loud on his phone in a very tinny way yeah. so in a slightly less tinny way we're going to bring you some of the uh, versions of three lines because it is as we've heard from the fa still very much part of their plans this is three lines by chugger boom when we return Stephen sylvester sports psychologist will be joining us to tell us how he'd be picking up the city players after last night David <laughs> More in tune. That is very true. Anyway, more Three Lions versions. That's a bit out there, isn't it? Uh, throughout the show. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. That's the kind Elvis. of Heidi <laughs> High version of it. Uh, that's by the Baseballs. Because um, oh, uh, we sang earlier on that uh, because three lines in the news today, the story suggesting the FA didn't want it played, the FA even issuing a statement today uh, saying that's not the case, mm. we're still very much behind the song. And Andy realised there's quite a lot of different versions of it if you take to Spotify. So yeah. um, we've had a sort of death metal version, believe it or not. And that was uh, your kind of old school laid back rock and roll Vince Prince, uh, Russ Abbott version. <laughs> Not bad. Um, so there we are. We'll play you a couple more throughout the afternoon. And also the idea that it inspires the opposition is not, it's rubbish because yeah. you'll find another motivation, you know, and say yeah. that was the reason because they sang Sweet Caroline and Caroline's not a popular name in Croatia or wherever it is. You know, they'll, they'll find some well, way. You found an angle there. Well, what about that? I mean, Maybe you know, that's, that's very true. They're feed, they'll nonsense. be feeding off of that wherever we play in the World Cup. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We spoke to Angus McDonald earlier on. He was at the airport. He's uh, about to fly to Vegas in about 45 minutes time with the rest mm. of the Rotherham United team after they won promotion and the Papa John's. What, they look like? what Angus didn't tell us is that they are, I don't know if they're all dressed or just some of them, but he is very much dressed as the 118 man, remember that? <laughs> yeah, very on. zeitgeist, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> let's be the 118. I mean, how many years ago oh, was that? It's, it's got to be about 15 years. It's based on years, David's isn't Bedford, isn't it? The it 118. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, some of the Rotherham players have gone for it. So if, I'm guessing they're at Manchester Airport. So if you are at Manchester Airport, Dan, you see a lot of 118 men. That's the Rotherham United team. About to go uh, on the lash <laughs> in, uh, well, I think they've already started by the sound of it, in uh, Las Vegas. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Andy. Yes, earlier we were talking about uh, Wayne Rooney's trousers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a sort of agenda yeah, we have on yeah. this show. If you didn't watch the Sydney game, that's what we've focused on. We have talked about that yeah, as well. We but yeah, Wayne it. Rooney's trousers were held up by what looked like a, a, a pajama cord. But yeah. that was, you said it, it was high, high fashion. Well, I wouldn't go that far. It's more comfort fashion, I think. Really? You yeah. think so? Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like those shoes that yeah, old people have that, you know. Well, do you think he's Velcro. wearing them? Do you think he's wearing well, I think them? He's, I think gives he's him a little bit of. A little bit of... Well, I think so. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So it gives him a little. He hasn't got a gusset fitted. Why doesn't he? he run about during training with the lads? Well, he does. I mean, I think, I think they're singling him out. He's admitted. 
Uh, he was talking about this yeah. the other day that his, his weight's been fluctuating a bit. You know, it's not easy. Fluctuating. Is it? Not easy to keep it off. <laughs> it's oh, going, everyone's a critic. It's going in one direction. That's not you fluctuating. sitting there with your elasticated waist. <laughs> I like an elasticated waist. Sure, you do. But the uh, I enjoyed yesterday the readers offer trousers. The mm. uh, they're stain repellent. I was fascinated by this. It says tailored in a soft quantity, soft quality, hundred percent cotton with stain resistant coating that protects the fabric from spills by repelling stains. I think what paint. Well, strawberry juice. It wouldn't, would it? <laughs> well, I mean, it would repel certain things. Yeah, I mean, what? you get to a certain age and you need Custard, them. Maybe. You need them repelling. <laughs> uh, repelling, should I say? Not refelling. Not refelling. I was thinking that great Kenny Sampson could have done with it when I spilt strawberries on his lap when he was wearing a very nice yeah. pair of non-stain-resistant white trousers at a Bunbury <laughs> game once. I volunteered to take all the strawberries around to serve them to the rest of the table. And Imagine, being that's Arsenal, you just threw them into <laughs> Kenny's lap, did you? a whole load into Kenny's lap. Really? Just with his pro- white trousers. Probably chucked them in. He wasn't happy, but then I don't blame him. I wouldn't have been happy no. either if, if Kenny had... Not many men can carry off a white trouser, can they? But Especially Kenny, with the Kenny is one of them. Strawberry juice down the front <laughs> of it. It's never a good look for the rest of the day. If you're going on somewhere, you can't say to everybody, it wasn't me, it was Andy Jacobs. He's a klutz. That's <laughs> very true. Um, a letter to one of the... I know you like mm. a letter to the papers, Andy. This was Doug Morris from Monmouth. He wrote mm. to the Telegraph. Posh waste of ink. Oh, yeah. He said, Sir, having just bought some more deodorant, I'm wondering why it needs to offer 72 hours protection. Do people only shower twice a week now? I'm thinking, I wouldn't open with that one at the store. <laughs> I'd bury that in the middle of the set. Wouldn't open with that one, really. Yeah, it's not, it's not Jerry Seinfeld, is it? But well done, Doug. There's, there's definitely a way to get these letters published. This bloke, uh, Stuart, wrote to the uh, Daily Star. He mm. said, the Daily Star is the best of all-round newspapers. Oh, that always helps. <laughs> it always has been, and always will be. An editor-in-chief, John Clark's description, <laughs> it's really gone detailed. Yeah. Of it being, Tree Productions <laughs> is Alan Partridge. Being informing, entertaining and uplifting is so very true. Yes. To be honest, I'd buy it no matter how much it cost. What, if it cost like a thousand pounds a copy, you'd That's buy it. That's right. You, you Even chucking a pair of stain resistant <laughs> trousers. Mom. And Les Holt, who I think he's, he's honestly, he's upped his quota. I think he gets mm. about three or four letters published a week now. Yes. He said uh, he just loves talk TV. Well, that's good. Great. Well, that's oh, yeah. very good of him. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport, making a welcome return to the studio to chat about his new book, not an autobiography. It's called uh, It's Not a Proper Job. Chris Tarrant, good to see you, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Friend of the show. Yes, you indeed, are. you certainly are. It's always good to see good you. Good title. Yes, a good title. Well, it's not, is it? You know that. What well, we do, we no, absolutely. Here. That's why it's a good time. <laughs> he sits there with handmaidens washing his feet. <laughs> oh, even easy. He does all the yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do point out at the start. It's not an autobiography. You didn't want it. to No, be it's that too kind complicated. Of, all yeah. that. I'd probably never do one. But um, it was just funny stories and silly. I mean, most of mine also so many stupid things happen to you, and I go, yeah, I seem to attract them. And also funny people, lovely daft people I've met over the years and all yeah. that. Um, and I just start, I mean, it was, you know, it was COVID time. We were locked down and all that for a while. I was sort of like all of us, frightened. And then I started missing work a bit, not a lot, but a bit. And then I thought, maybe I'll just write some of this stuff. What's happened now, though, since I finished it? Mm-hmm. Mates of mine, usually in public houses, go, well, you must have done that bit, you know, about that mm-hmm. night. And they go, oh, no, I never did that. Oh, so there's a volume, volume two, two coming. Well, yeah, my missus goes, you must mention that night when you did, I go, oh, no, I didn't put that one in. <laughs> so it's, it's still not a proper job, or 
It's not a proper job too, yeah. No, it's not a proper job too. You the, I, I loved yeah. it. There's one thing I love right at the beginning of the book, because most people think, often people must have said it for you for years, how do I get involved in radio? I'm very driven. I really want to be involved. And you were to an extent because you put this letter together saying, I'm the face of the 70s. But when you actually get your foot in the door, you have this incredibly laissez-faire attitude. Incredibly. You can't I'm, be bothered to actually start the I know, job they, they give you. They offered me a job. ATV <laughs> Birmingham, I wrote this awful letter, including the famous phrase, I am the face of the 70s. This is your chance to snap me up. <laughs> oh dear. I showed it to my dad and he went, you stupid. <laughs> anyway, for whatever reason, a couple of stations asked me for an interview and whatever. So ATV offered me a week's work. Now this was in October and I was living down in Dorset with my then missus and, you know, we were having a great time. Uh, and I was living by the Dorsets down and I was fishing every day. It was a brilliant river, I was catching loads of fish and I was loving it. And then they offered me this job in Birmingham starting sort of as soon as possible. One week's work with a view to hopefully a longer contract and all that. And I kept, I came up with this thing. I don't know where it came from. I said, oh, yeah, as soon as I can, I'm writing a screenplay. This is complete nonsense. I'm fishing. <laughs> I was buying magnets. <laughs> so, so this, and this went on for weeks, and they kept saying, well, and eventually after Christmas, it was sort of, so by now we're Christmas 1970, you know, just coming into 72. And they started saying, well, look, you know, we, we can only hold it open so long. I said, oh, yeah, I'm nearly finished. I'm just, just in the last chapter of the screenplay. And all that. <laughs> God. So, um, if you look at, well, you will know, you chaps, in a station like this, that the river fishing season ends on March the 14th. Mm. And my first ever contract in television with ATV Network uh, Birmingham starts on March the 15th. <laughs> but you I'm had a so proper laid back. Yeah. You had a proper job. You, I didn't realise this. You were a teacher. Well, right? uh, yeah, I was, um, I was teaching in, the, in New Cross to 15-year-olds. It wasn't the best fun. And yeah. when I did Tiswas, I mean, when the obvious journalist link was uh, Chris learnt his love of children from teaching. Well, you didn't love 15-year-olds in New Cross. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Tiswas demonstrated any great love of children <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the, it's an obvious link, but it's nonsense. You got, you got that gig uh, when you were working in TV at first. You got the eccentric stories, the sort of roller skating yeah. vicar all and those, the squirrel that played the, chess and all, all that those, sort of all stuff. Those. Yeah. A, a soot juggler was one. Uh, <laughs> seriously, really? it just went everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, All sorts. A bloke who... A bloke who lived in his house in Wolverhampton with a Shetland pony. And it was a lovely little pony, <laughs> and he was a very nice man, but the house just stank. What it would do. <laughs> oh, all I mean, I did all those. And I think by then, uh, they were starting up, they, they wanted somebody slightly off the wall to do this um, Saturday morning children's show, as it was. Yeah. So I, I joined that for a sort of extra £25. Well, what was a weird thing was... Um, I was still doing the news and stuff. Mm. And, it, and it got to this point, they started talking about a credibility gap between Tiswas and, and the news, which is fair enough. And I'd literally be reading about a bus crash on a Friday in, you know, Bilston, and Saturday I'd be throwing buckets everywhere. And I remember this conversation, Chris, you've got to choose, you've got to make your mind up, is it, you know, the bus crash or is it buckets? And I'm sure they honestly thought, well, in the longer term, he's obviously, you know, He's going to say bus crash. And I went, mm, it's got to be buckets, really. Cause it was the best fun. And I never, ever looked back. I took over producing, and I loved it. I mean, I did it for seven years. When did they you realise that you, you'd created something? I mean, it was just a complete one-off, Tiz, was it? There'd never been anything like no, it. There's probably not, not been remotely. anything like it since, really. No, nor should there Kids tell <laughs> No, no, that's true. I've but, been looking at some pictures, and it's like, what were we doing? Yeah. The cage and all that stuff. The complete irreverence. That was you your favourite, wasn't it? The cage. <clears throat> the oh, cage. And the bands used to get in there. Yeah. I remember... Everybody. I, mean, I do remember, like... Um, a couple of members of Genesis in yeah, there. Genesis. I remember uh, Phil and uh, Mike Rutherford standing mm. in, in flower pots with these really ill-fitting green tights 
revealing yeah. virtually everything with sunflowers around the heads <laughs> yeah, yeah. on Compost Corner with Lenny. Compost Corner with Lenny Henry one week. Yeah. I mean, everybody did. I mean, I suppose for bands travelling around the country and plugging their new album or whatever, it was like that was the best fun. Yeah. I mean, I said somewhere the other day, I said, I, I remember one morning vividly rolling about in custard with Chrissy Hind, Annie Lennox and Sheena Easton. I thought, I'm being paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the peak of my life. That's, that's what I was interested in as well. That, Good gig. Yeah. I knew, of course, about your involvement with the t Lord's Taverners and your president yeah. one time, you're very committed to it. But I didn't realise that the first match was Taverners against Tiswas. Oh, yeah, at Trent Bridge. Yeah, and you, right. it sounded quite a lively game. <laughs> well, the thing is, all these all these actors, like, I remember Dennis Waterman came up, Robert Powell, they all came up, Leslie Crowther, bless him. All sorts of people came, their very best, I think Woken came, and their best whites for the occasion, all that. And we, we didn't know them. You know, we just lived in the middle and throwing buckets of water over each other. <laughs> so we did the, I and mean, the place was packed, all mums and kids, whatever. We, we sold the place out. So that side of it was good. And we just did what we do. So we had exploding stumps, we had soot bombs, <laughs> we had all that stuff. Tried gun, in the IPL. Great big gun tank, the Phantom Flam Fling came running out and attacked Leslie Crowder yeah. with pies and all that. And they, I mean, they sort of went, well, thank you so much. I, I, I did agree to uh, to pay for all the dry cleaning because they were, they were just <laughs> trashed. But about six months later, um, his Fred Rumsey, who was the local president of the great cricketer at the time, he said, I don't think it was one of my better ideas. He said, no, I'm really sorry, mate, but I think it was. Um, and about six months later, the taverners rang me up and said, uh, we, we've been having a meeting. Would you like to join the taverners? I went, oh, yeah, but why? And they said, well, I'll be honest, we'd rather have you with us than against us. That's a good point. And so, so began, I mean, 30, 40 years of the happiest time. Well, you come to the taverners, go, best fun. Yeah. I met all my heroes. You, know. yeah. you mentioned someone we worked with, the, the director, the legendary director of Tiswas, who went on and did Bullseye and stuff, Peter Harris. Yes. We worked with Bless Peter. Him. He went on, went on to the Muppets and all Him, that. The Muppets, yeah. Incredible, he was a wonderful incredible bloke. Wasn't yeah. he? Hello, love. Yeah, hello, he darling. Went, hello, yeah. A flamboyant he, come, I went that's to his one house bit. once. <laughs> we were working on something together, so I had to go to his house. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, we were working on a... But he was yeah, a brilliant lovely. director. He was brilliant. Yeah, very, very good. Flowers in the gallery. Our the Fresh flowers in the... Our producer's very like that, he wants yeah, fresh flowers in the gallery. Every yeah, dream day. on. I love the story as well. You, you tell a story of uh, basically going going out for a few days, kind of minding Frank Carson in Great oh, Yarmouth, God. but you make him sound like it's like looking after Led Zeppelin and the <laughs> it was, Stones. It was worse than that. I mean, I love I love his memory, and I really miss him actually. But mm. he was just a nightmare because he was relentless. Yeah, he was just relentless, and he was doing summer season in Great Yarmouth. I was supposed to stay for a week, and I actually rang my PA the next morning and said. Can you ring his his agent and say, I've got to go home today? And he said, no, you're there for a week. I said, no, I'm not going to come home. <laughs> he was like, meh, there's a cracker. And everywhere he went. Yeah. And he liked to drink as well, didn't he? He loved to drink and it <laughs> loved him. Um, and I mean, I was just worn out. And all these all these waiters and people who, who, who obviously were in the same restaurant every day and they saw him come in and whatever, they had this thing that sort of Carson Glaze was like, oh, God, here he comes again. I used to ring Ruth, his missus, and say, there's Frank there, it's Chris. And she went, no, he's not here. It's bloody lovely. He'd <laughs> <laughs> wear you down. I mean, there's, I, there's also the... Um, you were talking about autographs and selfies oh. and autographs and people. There's a lovely story. I mean, we won't tell all the stories, and there's so many of them, but there is a lovely one involving a bit of a... Somebody thrusts an autograph book and asks for a name, and uh, it's you, you it's didn't the first one. Oh, yeah. Mm. I thought you meant the, one, the first one I ever... Didn't sign because oh, that was a different thing as well. Yeah. No, I I was going to Lords actually mm. uh, for cricket. I'd, I'd done Cabinet Radio. I was shooting up to Lords, as you know, it's just up the road. And I, I forget it was a really big game, and there was something happening overnight with West Indies, and I think it was West Indies in England. It was all very tense and very exciting. And as I arrived, it was a bit late, and you could hear roars from inside. So there was a wicket or something. 
And some blokes, hello, Chris, will you sign this for my kids? And I'm like, yeah, sure, mate. The trouble is, if you do that and you're quite sort of tall and, you know, blonde, mm. um, or bl- blondish, um, <laughs> <laughs> still a few toughs, yeah. um, <laughs> a sort of little queue starts. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I just want to be in there watching. Yeah, it's all right, man. And then some, oh, Dave, hello, Dave. And, like, and this went on for a few minutes, and I'm twitching, but being charming. And uh, this, this hand sticks out with a bit. He said, can you sign that for me, mate? I said, yeah, who to? And he went, uh, Paul. So I went, okay, to Paul. And I just looked up. And there was this very well-known Paul putting his fingers to his lips going, Shh. and it was McCartney. He <laughs> just got back in the car and drove up. He had a house around the back of St John's Wood. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You mentioned Capital and you did you did the breakfast. Was it 17 years? Yeah, yeah look at that lovely unmarked face. Look at yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, as we know from Alan Brazil, it takes its toll. Well, it certainly did on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his body was a temple yeah yeah but uh yeah I mean, that, 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 no i enjoyed it i yeah. mean I, I actually loved it i mean mm. now most of my you know mates from showbiz days they're nearly all from capital mm. most of the millionaire lot around the world and their yachts yeah and uh obviously before that you know whatever but but most of my hardcore chums that i go out with still if i'm up in london or they come over my house and stay are the capital lot because when you well you know this is well when you jam together in a studio yeah you know in the in the cold dark mornings in February or something you know you actually have to get on with people and mm. we became very close you know we got rid of one or two that we didn't like much yeah but we became a real hardcore and we travelled the world with capital I mean we had so many outside broadcasts some of the oh yeah, yeah. So you talk about some of the outside broadcasts well the did, first but... one we did we kept losing we were in Portugal and we kept losing the signal and dropping out and going back to London or it was a right shambles. And I said to one of the engineers, I said, what's that? He said, oh, I don't know, we'll have to sort this out. The telephone line's dropping out and all that. So he said, I'll sort it, don't worry. He disappeared into engineering things for the lunchtime. And he came back and he said, it's all right, be good tomorrow and all that. So it was absolutely sweet as a nut the rest of the week, clear, didn't drop out, kept the signal and chatted away from, from Portugal or whatever, various competition winners and all that. And it was only on the Friday going home, I said to Pete, I said, that was good, that, thanks for doing that. What, what did you do? Don't talk to me in engineering terms. He said, well, no, because... He said, nothing complicated. We basically wired the show in to a German holidaymaker's home. <laughs> <laughs> so this bloke, his phone bill would have been... Wow, <laughs> imagine the shot. Who are you on the phone to? Yeah. <laughs> on the Capital Shows, you did a kind of forerunner. One of the on-air competitions was a bit of a forerunner to Millionaire, wasn't it? Double of quits. Yeah. Double of quits. So that's where the inspiration came yeah. from. Yeah, and then Dave Briggs, my producer on for years on Capital, um, he went off to seek his fortune in the big bear world of television. And to be honest, I mean, he's now a very <laughs> successful gentleman. Mm. Um, but he struggled. For a couple of years, he was struggling, and he couldn't really make headway with stuff he was trying to do. But he rang me out the blue, and he said, look, that double or quits thing we did, I've got a sort of TV version. Would you would you be interested if I can sell it as a series? And I remember saying to him quite, quite clearly, I remember saying, Dave, I'm really busy, mate. I'm, I'm doing Tarrant on TV. I'm doing Capital Radio. I'm supposed to be doing some weird filming thing in America or whatever. I said, I haven't got time. I really haven't. Can you imagine how stupid that would have been? But <laughs> the man who turned down millionaire. But I said, look, I'll do your pilot. Because the only people David knew from on telly, if you like, were, were me and Kenny Everett. Mm. And Kenny doing millionaire. It would have been good. It would have been different. All having the best possible time. Yeah. Um, he said, well, all right, just do me a pilot. So I did the pilot up at Wembley. And right been sitting there thinking, this is actually quite good. I quite yeah. like this. And we sort of thought, well, we might get three years work out of it you know if we're lucky sort of thing it's just that simple and we, you made we over on. 600 didn't you hey 600 episodes not 600 grand no 600 episodes no. More. <laughs> i think it's closer to 700 it was a lot yeah. of shows a lot of people talk i don't know they, i mean it was a big thing the major but the coughing major but there was it was much more than that the show was yeah i mean it was yeah. everywhere it went 
it went to number one, literally everywhere, including obviously the UK, America, but in Australia, but every territory it went to all over the world, 120 countries, it went to number one. Mm. Maybe for a month, maybe for three months, whatever. That lovely guy, I think it's Amitir Bakum, you pronounce it. He's yeah. the, the Indian host, very famous Bollywood actor. The they made a film out of it, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah. eventually, but it wasn't yeah. him, but it was about the whole mm. millionaire thing. And it was just huge. I mean, he was a god. He was like Tendulkar. I mean, him and Tendulkar are the only two people. He couldn't go out of his house. Wow. He was mobbed everywhere he went. Hugely lovely man. And the first time he came, he said, he was making some notes during rehearsal. He said, do you think tonight I could sit in your audience? I went, yeah, of course you can. I'm doing it anyway. You're very welcome. Bodyguard either side of him. I went to the loo with him and his two bodyguards. It was quite bizarre. Um, <laughs> and... The audience all sat down. We were just about to start the show, and nobody recognised him from Adam, obviously, except there was a couple in the front from Southall hmm. who suddenly turned and went, "Oh my God, it is him! <laughs> he is here among us!" They started climbing up the seats, wow. and these bodyguards are grabbing him. So we had to move him to the director's box. But I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and he said, "I said, how's it going?" He said, "Well, it is. It is beginning to lose the magic of the." I said, "Well, you've been on for ten years, mate. You know, we did seventeen, but." You know, you've been on for 10 years. He said, I said, what sort of ratings you get? He said, they are well down. He said, last Saturday night, they were 230 million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, went, oh, no, I, I don't know how you can. 230 gonna... million. Wow, wait, that's struggling. incredible. That's amazing. And it's a country where, you know, half the country haven't got electricity. They have to yeah. go next door and watch the telly and then. Yeah. Well, there's so much we haven't got round to, unfortunately. We, we, we've talked to you about Extreme Railways. That's been a fun project yeah. for you, hasn't it? But I mean, stop the COVID. Yes, Stop. Well, might you come back to I that? I don't know, because everywhere's... I mean, we all assume, because now we're all running about not wearing masks and things, it's all safe, but the, the yeah. sort of extreme places we went to and want to go to, Southeast Asia, still no good, yeah. India, no good, uh, yeah. South America, still very scary, and so you, and you don't want to do, you know, trains full of people with masks. No, that's we very true. In, in um, March 2020, when it all started, we mm. were supposed to be going to Mongolia and China for the next episode. Luckily, we... No. Somebody said You'd still I be think there. we might hold on this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we probably would never go back there. So no. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually having a really nice time. I'm not working very hard. I'm actually, it's all right. It's and all right. about a second book to work on, clearly. Well, obviously, obviously. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when's it out, Chris? It's out now. Oh, good. Even as you speak, I think it was out last week. Actually. Okay, I'm not sure. It's not a proper job. It's not a proper job, it's and you are living proof, you two. Indeed, us three, indeed. we are living proof. <laughs> and true. Wogan used to say, "Bless him." He used to say, "I've never done a day's work since I left the bank in Dublin." <laughs> and I know what he meant. Yeah. yeah, I know what he meant. We all know what he meant. And it, who's it published by? Uh, Northern. Okay. Good stuff. Very nice, very nice, very nice publishing company. I like that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's good, isn't it? Do you like that? I do. The fans should take violins to the game. Yeah? That'd be a nice idea. That's sin- Orchestra Cinematique, their version of Three Lions. We've been playing some other versions of Three Lions. You'll be surprised if you go to um, Spotify, you'll find quite a few different versions. We've had mm. Rock and Roll. Death metal and now orchestral. Lovely. So, uh, of course, very much in the news as you've just been hearing with Fletch. But it's time now for the birthday spread. And uh, normally the way it works is Charlie's here, Andy's down the line. But once again, Andy's in situ mm-hmm. and Charlie's joining us from somewhere in Oxfordshire. Last time it, he, was, he was out shopping, uh, giving the plastic some hammer. Where do we find you today, Charlie? Uh, I've just done the school run. Nice. And uh, I've, I've whizzed home. And I've uh, given my daughter some old Easter egg that I found in the cupboard. And I've offered her, she can watch anything on the television. And she's chosen Stacey Solomon's Sort Your Life Out. 
So, uh, There's something wrong with your line, isn't there? It's, it's, it's doing a you, funny thing to your voice. It you sound like this. You're, you're sounding like this. <laughs> For some reason. I, I, it's, uh, it's like Terry Chris Alderton's the Chris Eubank line. Yes, the old Chris Eubank <laughs> line. You say, I don't know quite what's going on. I mean, maybe we should just keep it going for comic effect yeah, but, um, but it's yeah it's not sounding like you charlie it's uh, it sounded like you're doing a, a an impression but uh, look uh, we're working with what we've got i know you've had some issues well is this any better now i'm closer to the router <laughs> no, no it's not it's a bit uh, you said you didn't it. like those you said, yeah i know it's a bit like it's a bit that it's a bit little britain should i call back in on a phone line no 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 no, no. keep going it's fine it's yeah fine. Okay. We just keep going. Not bad as mine. We'll keep going. So, um, <laughs> Jeff Peters joins us, I believe, from the Nerve Centre. Oh, there he is. That well, well, you say it's the East Midlands Nerve Centre. It's the East Midlands Nervous Centre oh, because nice. of the Very big good. game yeah. tonight, uh, Leicester at Roma. So, come on. Yes. <laughs> How are you feeling, Jeff? Um, I'm just getting more nervous as that kind of as the day has 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 gone on, but. You weren't Listen, tempted yeah. to go. You weren't tempted to head to Rome. Uh, no, no. no. Um, I'm, I'll be uh, covering the game tonight alongside Courtney Sweetman Kirk. So we'll be uh, uh, keeping a close eye on it on Talksport and Talksport too. Um, but uh, yeah, as Jake Watson said earlier on, I think that uh, Roma are not the Roma of old, but they're still a very difficult team, and it's going to be just an incredible atmosphere in the stadium. But they've got a chance, so yeah. why not oh, yeah. go for it? Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> okay, well, I think we're, well, let's explain how it works if you've never heard it before, where you've been. Um, there are 10 birthdays coming up. Andy has uh, found 10 birthdays from the week, not just from today. And, uh, sorry, Sean in Salford says, Charlie, can you just say suffering succotash? <laughs> Could you do that for us, Charlie? <laughs> suffering succotash. Oh, it's yeah, got, it's got, it's got slightly, slightly better. better. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. I was quite yeah, enjoying I, it. I put my head, I put some headphones in. I found some headphones. I think that's fixed it. Okay, oh, that's, yeah, it's a lot better now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Oh, yeah. what a sad. Take the sad headphones off, of Charlie. <laughs> what, what a sad state of affairs. <laughs> <laughs> sad state of affairs. Um, okay, yeah, ten birthdays coming up, and he's got a, a top quality gang <clears> attached <throat> to each oh, yeah. one. Um, Charlie and I have to guess how old these people are, um, and we'll have a margin of error. We won't get them all right. No one could do that. Um, and so the margin of error builds the one with the lowest margin of error when they've guessed the 10 people's birthdays is the winner uh, Jeff I believe Charlie won the last time out didn't he um, I can't remember but it's 2013 let me just have yeah, a little I think look. Charlie did win remember he I did, I did. I yes in, I was that's in, right um, I was in, Chris uh, Riddle he, he won on Chris Riddle one by two so 2013 <laughs> it is marvellous uh, so Charlie you're oh. going to lead us off and Pele's joined us <clears> how lovely <throat> how lovely Nice. It is. And it's a very happy birthday to the actress from Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman. Uma, Uma Thurman, Thurman, yeah. I'll never mm. forget that year at the Brits when she completely ignored Paloma Faith. Yes, it was Una Paloma Blanca. There we go. <laughs> nice. Oh, a bit of a Blanca, yeah. yeah it's nice. Smashing. How old is she, Charlie? Smashing. I think she's 58. 58, that's a pretty good guess. I'll go 56. 52. Oh, sorry, Ooh. Uma, if you're listening. What's the chance wow, of Uma Thurman listening to... She's a big sport. Orient fan, so she's she, always... She probably is, yeah. <laughs> always listening. <laughs> always Charlie listening. is six out and Paul is four out on that one. Okay, uh, so six, four. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Mm. Birthday number two, it's Engelbert Humperdinck. 
Oh, and, uh, yeah, Les- big Leicester fan. Big Leicester fan, oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. And not many people know this, but he invented the Penenka-style penalty before the great Czech player did it in 1976. You must have heard of the Engelbert Humper dink over the keeper. Oh, oh, three goes, oh, nice. Lovely, very yeah. nice. <laughs> I, was in, I was in the lift with him at the KP Stadium once, and I just thought, if we break down, don't say it, Jeff. Don't, <laughs> yeah. just, just, just very, don't say it. Be very, be very. Uh, yeah. be what great. do you think they should do? Ideally, they need to get us out of here. But mm. have you got another turn of phrase, Engelbert, that might work? I'd say it's got to be ninety, isn't it? Ninety-two, Engelbert. God bless him. What do you think, Charlie? Lukaku's favourite song, of course. Please release me. Yeah. Um, uh, for that. yeah, I think you're about right. Ninety-four. Oh no, he's only eighty-six. Oh, sorry, oh, Engelbert. Oh no, we're upsetting all the showbiz Wrong stars. Way, Regal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it goes. So, what's that done to the scores? Charlie, Charlie eight out moves on to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul mm-hmm. six out moves on to ten. Okay, it's pretty tight at the moment. Have you playing along mm-hmm. at home? <clears throat> Deepest depth. People wanted you to say. Uh, uh, oh, David dear. wanted you to say that, but sadly, um, it's not working. It's, show. it's not really it. working. Yeah. Fixed it. One for uh, Freddie Davis. Freddie Pat- Face Davis was being channelled. He's fixed it. What a great shame. Uh, so anyway, uh, it's Charlie next. Take your, oh, phone, for the take your headphones off, Charlie. <laughs> so um, <laughs> right, next one. Then, it's yeah. the TV chef mm. Ken Hom, and I, I, I do. I know Ken quite well actually. He always likes me to ring him up before the game to tell him when the kickoff is. I have to say to him, "It's coming home. It's coming home. Football's coming home." We had that great old clip with Alan, didn't we? I mean, before you said, I don't know if we could ever find it, but it's uh, we can't apparently. Never found it. We can't. It was. It was Alan. Happy birthday, says to the great Chinese chef uh, Ken Wok. Ken Wok. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. That's oh, so, brilliant. Harold's Ken Wok. Ken yeah, Harold's Ken Wok. It's a Ken Hom tribute. Yeah, coming home. <laughs> That's very, it was good, Andy. Yeah. Wow, hey, yeah. I'm not the week. Um, <laughs> Harold's Ken Hom. 72. Yeah, I got a, bit, a little bit older. 76. 73. Oh, okay. So what's that done, Jeff? Yeah, very tight. Paul, three out onto 13. Charlie, one out onto 15. I once met Ken and his family in the car park beneath the London Stadium. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, the Homs under the hammers. But anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not that, bad. That's good. Not no, bad I like that. That was yeah. good. Yeah, I'll put yeah. that down for next year. Home <laughs> sweet, Hom, Hom advantage, charity begins at Hom. I mean, there's uh, so many. When you when you do your little topper gags, I don't, I don't normally get a chance to see Andy's face. But I can see Andy's face when you do them at the moment. Not good. And, uh, the fury. Let's just say he's very supportive of your work, Jeff. Very supportive. <laughs> um, next one. Better than you laughing inwardly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It's the choreographer, yeah. Ronald Hind. Ronald Hind. Mm-hmm. And I once caught Gary Neville raiding the contents of Ronald's mailbox. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw Neville take the Hind post. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That is very good. I don't get that, but never mind. Devil take the Hind. Never heard that phrase, Jeff. Never made it to the East Midlands, that phrase. I think it probably has. Devil take the Hind most. No, no. Oh, for goodness sake. Generational thing. Anyway. Was it, was it worth it in hindsight? Anyway, oh, no, it wasn't. Hey. It wasn't, it wasn't hindsight, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Put that one down. The, the, the choreographer, <laughs> the choreographer, what's his name? 
Ronald Hind. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to uh, uh, release the Hinds. I thought you were going <laughs> down that <laughs> route. Release <laughs> the Hinds. Hinds of love. Yeah. Uh, fifty-seven. Fifty-seven varieties could have gone that way. Could have gone that way. I thought you were going for fifty-seven. It's a workshop. Yeah. <laughs> for next year. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Seventy. Seventy-five. Uh, what do you think, Charlie? Ronald Hind. Eighty-five. 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 Oh, good move by Charlie. There is ninety-one. Oh wow. Okay. Ooh, well, that what, that makes it interesting. What's happened? Yeah. yeah. Charlie's it's Ronnie Hines, love. Yeah. We'll get Ronnie Hines, love, <laughs> at the Palladium, dear. Ronnie Hines. Charlie storms into the lead. He's six out on that. Moves on to 21. Paul, 16 out. Oh, no. Now on 29. So uh, Ooh, 29 plays 21. Okay. Well, we're heading to half-time after this fifth birthday. OK, uh, she was brilliant in Frasier. It's the actress Jane Leaves. Yeah. Jane oh, Leaves, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The first time I met her, she was with her family actually sunning themselves on Malibu Beach with Mama, <laughs> Mama Cass, who stayed in the shade. <laughs> she was pale, but all the leaves were brown. OK. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Um, Hang on, she's, hold on, she's just ringing me. Oh, no, it's Leaves on the line. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I made a mistake yes. of sending them to him yesterday. So it's not a time <laughs> to work. He's, he's barely slept. It's he three twenty-five next week. We're back. To he probably that. brought in a team of writers. They had a writers' room. So I need something for leaves. You've got ten minutes. Now get on with it. Leaves. Any leaves jokes? Anyway, Charlie. Jane leaves. It's me. It's me. Is it? Yeah. Um, worst actor in American sitcom nearly of all time. Um, Are you serious? High praise indeed. <laughs> um, I'm gonna brilliant. say she is. 65. 65. Maybe a bit younger than that. Um, uh, 59. 61. Oh, that's close. Yeah, a little bit. So what's that done as we head into half time, Jeff? Yeah, exciting. Paul, two out, moves on to 31. Charlie is four out, on to 25. So wow. six in it at the halfway stage. Mm. It's, uh, it's still a lot to play for Tight. at half-time. 25 plays 31. Charlie's still in the lead, but only just more. <laughs> Blind, Dave, Blind Dave just sent me a text saying, please take me back to cold. It's can't stand the jokes. <laughs> the jokes are that bad. Blind Dave Healy wants to go back to cold. It's, that's how bad the material is today. And throw away the key. Thank you, Dave. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Time to get something to eat and maybe a beer or a cup of tea at half time. But we are back for the second half um, for the birthday spread with me on 31 after five birthdays. Charlie on 25. He leads by six and Pele's back. Mm. Here's Pele. Here we go then. Um, I think it's me to lead off as okay. we kick off the second half. Andy. It's the uh, fabulous cricketer Brian Lara. Oh, Brian yeah. Lara. And Bryce has invented a video game, actually, where you own and run your own Scottish hillside farm. It's called Lara Croft. That's very good. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, What's Brian Lara? 52. I'm going to go for. What do you think? 55. 53. Ooh, it's getting closer. Ooh, it's a tight game. Very this. close. Tight game this. Paul closes the gap. It's now 32-27. 32-27. Okay, Charlie will lead off for birthday number seven. The birthday Here number we go. seven Here we go. is the organic chemist and master of Gonville and Keys College, Cambridge, from 2012 oh, yeah. to 2018, Professor oh, yeah. Sir Alan Furst. 
Oh, yeah. Alan, Alan First, yeah. yeah. I remember him uh, singing Baby Come Back with Eddie Grant in his band. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to sing First Amongst Equals. First <laughs> Amongst Equals. I was going to go, he was on with Adrian Football we First. Had that. Or something. I think we did that one last year. Yeah, yes, I can't tell. It was. <laughs> How are you spelling First? F E R S H T. F E R S H. Yeah, first. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're my. You're Could my have been first. <laughs> Could have been worst. You're my first. You're my last. You're my everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that just sounded normal with your life. Yeah. All right. Okay. Get those headphones <laughs> off, Charlie. It was much more entertaining. <laughs> uh, so. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, we got guess the eight. That's the point of the game. It's you. It's you, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. Gonville yeah. and Keys. Gonville and Keys. Yeah. Um, remember them. Who's on first? Yeah. Who's on first? Who's on first? <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> yeah. Because before Andy Gray was with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a vent act that Richard did for many years. Cracking the dots. Gonville and Keys. Yeah, go on then. 88, 88. 88, 88, 88. That's okay. <laughs> yes. uh, 88, you've gone with. Um, 81. 79. Ooh. Oh, there we go then. Uh, this yeah. could be the moment. What's it, happened, James? It's turned, the... turned around. Charlie, mm. nine out onto 36. Uh, Paul, you were two out, so you're on 34. Uh, there's two in it. Paul, you are currently in first place. <laughs> <laughs> what a game. What a game. Birthday number What eight. a game. Number eight. Okay. Um, yes, it's the. This is, is, is an actor. Ooh, right? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got him more as a TV presenter. It's Isla St. Clair. Isla, Isla St. Clair. Oh, yeah, the Generation yes. Game. She, with Bruce uh, yeah, she contacted lovely my Isla. match. Oh, well, was she with, 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 she Larry, was Grayson. with Larry, Grayson. Larry Grayson. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. She Look co- at the muck in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and other catchphrases. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are we ready? Yeah, go on. Then. She contacted. I said to Everard. Yeah, yeah. She contacted my matchmaking service, oh, yeah. but refused to be channeled into offers of marriage with Manfred Mann or Jim White, for obvious reasons, really. Oh, Isla, Isla Mann. <laughs> and Isla White. Isla White. Isla White, yeah, lovely yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's nice. nice. Fantastic. All the, kids, together for that. all the kids, what an ex- education they get. The equals Manfred Mann. All the top bands of the moment. All the top pop combos of the day. Um, okay, Isla Sinclair... Um, uh, 71. What do you reckon, Charlie? Mm, Might be a bit harsh. Might be a bit harsh. I don't know. No, I think you're about right. What was she? What do you reckon, Charlie? Yeah, I reckon you're about right. 76. She's 70. I was surprised. I thought she'd be younger. As I said it, I thought she was about 66 or something. But anyway, that that Mm, does put me in slightly better. This is quite tricky because it means I have to go first on the last one with not a a particularly big margin, uh, Chuck. Um, It could have worked out well. It's almost like you planned it, Charlie. There's still still two to go. Oh, is there on two? Sorry sorry about that. Yeah, so Paul won out. Is that a pep? On to 35, <laughs> Charlie, six out, just falling away a little bit. He's on to 42. Seven in it, two to go. Not much. Okay, okay Charlie, you're first, and here we go. Okay, Charlie, okay. it's the great film director, Dame Jane Campion. Oh, Dame yeah. Jane Campion. Mm. And her family were at the Freddie Mercury Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought so I just did the punchline. 2021. <laughs> yeah. And what did they say? Well, they were making a right racket, and they were so arrogant when I asked them to shut up. They said, why should we? And burst into a loud version of, yep. we are the Campions. Radio Gun. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Charlie, Jane Campion. Dame Jane Campion. Ooh. I could go real. Oh, gosh. 
The piano. 68. Yeah. 68. Yeah, you're probably about right. 64, I'm going to go for. Oh, it's back on. She's 68. Oh. oh. Okay, is that enough, though, for Charlie to lead oh, off? No, no. no. It's, uh, so four out, Paul. So you move on to 39. Direct hit. Charlie stays on 42. Three in it. Paul, you're in the lead going into the final one. Right, so I, I, I laid down the marker for Charlie. So Here this comes is, Regals. Here this comes is the, Regals. This is the way to do it. Here we go, then, Andy. This final is, this birthday. Either way, couldn't it? It's it's the painter Frank Auerbach. Frank Auerbach. Oh. And uh, I once wasted at least 60 minutes looking at his paintings, which I didn't like. Yeah. I'll never get that Auerbach. I'll never get that Auerbach. Frank yeah. Auerbach, the painter. Wow. Frank Auerbach. I'm going to go... How old do you think, Paul? I'm going to go 91, Charlie. 91. Happy 91st birthday to Frank Auerbach. 91 today. There we are. A lot what of candles. Have I got to, what have I got to three. play, Jeff? You got three, three so you need to be to four. Work. So you want to change it by so four, so you four. want to go. So I need to see 95 or, or 87. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. Regals. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> forever. Forever Regals. <laughs> what do you think? 95, 87. 87. He's gone 87. Our old Frank Auerbach. Well, it's all in vain because Frank Auerbach, spot on, 91. No. Oh. <laughs> well played. Sat next to him. Yeah. He's got those flickering eyes. No, no, I no. I saw it. I've seen him Miles do it away. at Cheltenham. He's <laughs> got those flickering eyes. <laughs> Pure luck. Just for old time's sake, Charlie, Ooh. just very quickly, sign off and unplug <laughs> unplug those headphones so the people that weren't listening okay. half past three get the joy of listening to your <laughs> voice. So here we go. Are they coming out? There we go. I think it's an absolute disgrace that you <laughs> didn't uh, let me finish the quiz. Can you say... Can, can you do what the list... Can you say suffering succotash for us? Suffering succotash. That's good. <laughs> deepest depth. Could you give us that one? All the listeners have asked at least. Can you give us four... Uh, Gunter, the... Uh, can you say I'm sick, sick, sick up to here? I'm sick, sick, sick up to here, yeah, and I have to watch Stacey Shulman yeah, with my the... daughter. <laughs> well, thank you, Charlie. You're back on Saturday with Max. I understand. I am indeed nine to eleven Saturday morning. Brilliant. Okay. okay. Good Cheers, game, Charlie. Well Thanks played. very much. Thank you, Jeff. Enjoy the game tonight. Good luck. Thank you. Thirty-nine forty-six. The final score. Paul leads. Charlie twenty-one thirteen. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Andy is back. We'll have the clips of the week return. I imagine we got quite a look at the producer. I imagine we got quite a lot to go through, haven't we? No. Oh, maybe <laughs> not. He said he was disappointed. Disappointed. Really? Okay. We've had about three yeah. weeks worth. Maybe the listeners just yeah, eased really? off a bit. Anyway, we'll, we'll fashion at least a dozen for you. I'm sure. <laughs> And um, we'll have all the regular Friday stuff and we'll look back on uh, the European night. I do hope you can join us from one. If not, podcasts will be available at around four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 